What's up, guys? You are listening to the For Your Thoughts podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. I'm your host, Penny Nassi, and today I don't have a guest. Um, it's just me, Zam. What do you do, baby? Um, so I have tons of updates. Um, I guess I'll start by the most recent craziest update. Well, not crazy, but mm, important update. I love to be transparent. Um, and I know that you guys, some of you guys listen to me for like inspiration, like in the media and marketing industry and whatnot and in music. And I just want to talk about my, I want to talk about my most recent situation when it comes to like my job and whatnot. Um, I would just, I guess I'll keep it simple and just say that what I expected to happen um, in this next, in this new year did not happen as far as my like day-to-day job goes. Um, But of course, that is not going to stop me. I am a go-getter and like I really do make sure I go out and get what I want. And for me, this is more so of like God letting me know that that just whatever that was that I thought I was going to get wasn't for me and that there's something better out there for me that aligns more with who I am and what I do and whatnot. So I just want to share that with you guys because I know it was announced um, during my party and whatnot that I got this really dope gig or whatever. But that's not the case. But it's all good. Um, My dad sent me this really, really randomly this week, sent me this really amazing little quote thing. You know how like parents be like sending like them random ass Facebook quotes or whatever. But this one was like really nice. I was like, okay, daddy, Um, let me read to you guys. It says the bend in the road. Sometimes we come to life's crossroads and we view that and we view what we think is the end. But God has a much wider vision and he knows it's only a bend. The road will go on and get smoother. And after we've stopped for a rest, the path that lies hidden beyond us is often the path that is the best. So rest and relax and grow stronger. Let go and let God share your load and have faith in a brighter tomorrow. You've just come to a bend in the road. So that's the tea on that. Um, yeah, so let's move on. I really, really want to thank everyone for continuing to like listen and listen and share my podcast. I'm getting consistent. Um, this is like a new thing for me. So you guys are going to kind of grow with me and we're going to like do this thing together. You know what I'm saying? And like keep, hold me accountable. If you don't, if you are like, where's an episode? Like, girl, get your life together. DM me and be like, okay, we need an episode. So um, I'm going to try to get one out every single week that is the goal so continue to like subscribe rate and review it share it do all of that because i feel like like i said before podcasting it's like a world of its own and it's more so if you listen to podcasts and you tell someone about it that's how things get um shared and whatnot it's like more so word of mouth because podcasts are so relatable it's like if you fuck with it you really you really really fuck with it so i can't wait to like grow my community it's already starting to grow and it's crazy like uh, I get messages from guys and girls and I think that's so amazing that my demographic is men and women I really really love that and I'm just happy that you guys are loving the content honestly (sighs) feels so good from the bottom of my heart I really do appreciate that um another update I have is I was recently featured on one of my girls Ashley um on her 
creatively cultured podcast. We talked about corporate politics as a creative and kind of like playing that game in the professional corporate world when all you want to do is kind of just go to work and be creative and do your job. But there's a game that is truly played and we have to play it because that's the world that we live in, right? So listen to that podcast called Creatively Cultured. Um, it's amazing. And Ashley Amina is an, is an entrepreneur, culture marketer, and author. Through this podcast, she shares her insight and experiences and hopes to educate, enhance, and motivate everybody in all different walks of life, but specifically in the creative, cultural, and spiritual space. So that's her podcast, Creatively Cultured. Make sure you guys check that out. Check out my episode, subscribe, and listen. It's called Corporate Politics. Um, One of the dopest gems I learned was that there's this app, not app, website called JobScan, and you can literally scan your resume and scan your and scan the job description and it'll tell you like what keywords are missing and whatnot because you know nowadays like everything's computer generated and really sometimes your resume doesn't even get to the recruiters simply because you missed a couple of words like you could be the best candidate out there and it's just stupid shit like that that makes you not get a call or whatever so check out that podcast for more information like that and yeah like that's it for updates for this week we're going to move on to our question and answer topic or segment this is interesting because really i'm just having my roommate share this really crazy hen story i'm just going to talk about how she handled it and i really have been fascinated with like dating apps and things like that i'm not on one yet but um just hearing the stories and stuff like that I've just it's just super interesting and i want to know if you guys have had any crazy dating app experiences and let us know what you think about the one that she has because that nigga was wilding okay he was tripping all right i have my roommate here lala where y'all know her already um from the second episode she had a crazy hinge experience with a nigga that was for sure toxic and i must let her tell it and then we're gonna like talk about it a little bit hey y'all it's your girl lala where um so basically where do i start okay so, can I tell them the app? Yes. Or should I? I oh, yeah. you already, said, I already that. said it, yeah. Okay. Basically, yeah. So, I met this guy on Hinge. And we were, like, chatting for a little bit. He seemed pretty normal. I like had he, good conversation. Yeah, we had great. Yeah. We had, like, really good conversation. And the thing is, like, he wasn't pressing me. Like, there will be days where we don't talk. And, like, he just didn't seem crazy or anything. He just seemed normal. So I feel like one week straight, we really got to know each other through texting. And so he hit me up on Thursday and was like, what's your schedule look like? So I'm like, oh, telling him my schedule. I told him what time I got off and everything. He's like, all right, cool. What do you like to do? I told him what I like to do. He's like, all right, great. So he sends me like 30 minutes later. He was like, okay, meet me at six at some art museum on the Lower East Side. So I'm like, okay, cute. So in my head, I'm like, I told this man that I got off at six, but it is a Friday, so I'll make it work. And for those who don't know, I work remote. So it's a little, it's okay. Like Mm -hmm. I can- NPR, it's really flexible. Yeah, and I can like create my own schedule. So it's cool. So I'm like, whatever, I'll be doing my work. I knew my workload is cool. Well, Friday, rolls around and 
I got a email from my boss like, hey, I need you to create these media reports for me um, ASAP and I need them by today. So I'm like, okay. So that added more to my plate, right? That's Normal my, work shit. Shit yeah, changes. Shit changes. So I'm like, all right, cool. All right. So I'm like, okay, I have to hurry up and do this work plus the work that I already knew I had to do before I got all of that. So I'm like, all right, let me do this. Y'all, I got done doing that by like 4.45. Mind you, I had to meet him at 6. I hurry and I start getting ready. So like 5 o'clock, maybe a little after 5, I text him and I was like, hey, something came up at work. Um, I'm running a little late. He, I literally, I leave my phone. I start getting ready. I don't see that he texted me. I didn't see that he texted me. I look at my phone, y'all. He was like, he was like, um, do you need to reschedule? Um, and then the next message said, I'm going home. So I was like, well, wait, wait <laughs> well, wait a minute. <laughs> well, why are you going home? So I'm like, no, like, I don't need to reschedule. I'm going to get to you by 625. So he writes back and goes a whole 30 minutes late, exclamation point, question mark. He was like, you, you, you New Yorkers are so disrespectful. And he puts like a laughing face emoji. So I'm like, oh, he's joking. And then he was like, okay, that's fine. That's literally what he said. Okay, that's fine. I'm like, oh, he's joking. Ha ha. Y'all, I wrote him back and I was like, I'm not even a New Yorker. I'm so sorry. It was a work emergency, but I'll see you soon. Right. 615. It's not even 625. The time that I told him I was going to arrive, it was 615 when he said, if it's going to be like this on the first date, it will always be like this. So in my mind, I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> like, what does this mean? Yeah. So I text him and I'm like, well, what does this mean? And it, like, are you leaving? He, like, are you leaving? Like, and I'm, I'm like, all dressed? so he doesn't respond. And I'm like, I'm literally on my way. So like, I don't, I don't understand. And so he doesn't answer. So I FaceTime him and I FaceTime him to, to show him that like, look, I'm outside. I'm, 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 look, I'm going there. Like I'm in route. He doesn't answer my FaceTime. So I'm like, so I wrote him back and I was like, okay, that's rude, by the way. So then he writes me back and goes, Oh, I'm rude. You showed up. You were about to show up a whole 30 minutes late and I'm rude. And I'm just like, but I told you why. So y'all were literally going 15 back, minutes over 15 minutes over 15 minutes. We're going back and forth, back and forth about first date, first date <laughs> about me being 15. Well, 30 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever me being late. Period. He said it's disrespectful. And if I was going to be 10 to 15 minutes late, I should have rescheduled. Who in the hell reschedules a date over 15 minutes? It's like I plan my night to hang out with you. So, like, I don't understand why I would cancel it. Like, that makes no sense. Mm hmm. Okay. And it's New York. People are late all the time. All like, the time. So, like the the train could have been like delayed. Yeah. Like I could have literally been one stop away. And you're mm -hmm. telling me that you were going to go home, which made me believe that like, were you even there waiting for me? Because I feel like that doesn't make sense. If you were actually at a location waiting on a date that you would actually just leave like that. Yeah, I felt like he was scared or was like kind of nervous about the date or anxious. So he just did whatever he could to cancel it. 
which is weird as fuck. Which is so weird. It's like, I don't understand why one would waste their time in that way. Yeah. To like go somewhere and then just leave because of a someone's 15 to 20 minutes, like, like whatever. Like that made no sense. So I even said that to him. I was like, I find it hard to believe that you were even there since you left so quickly. Like that's weird to me. He was like, I'm a man of my word. I was there. Okay, sir. <laughs> so we're going back and forth, back and forth. And I realized this was just pointless. Like, I don't know this man. I don't know this man. So but he like, did, but he, like, he really made you angry. He really flipped, like, look, he really he made me, that shit. Yeah, like, he really made me mad in a sense of, like, how dare you? Because, y'all, I got dressed, I got showered, did my hair, did my makeup all within an hour or less. And that's the fastest that I feel like I've ever gotten ready for anything important like that it's a date so you yeah. want to look your best so i'm like okay and i look cute that here. night you and did. i was cute that night and i got Braids just, just so- done on fleek baby hairs yeah. laid everything like i just don't understand why someone would do that and i even told him i was like i'm a woman i'm a woman it takes more than just throwing on a shirt and some jeans to get ready so i took time and effort to actually get ready for you to say you're going home my nigga you going home? Fucking <laughs> box. Like, what the fuck? So, I'm like, wow. Like, that's just so disrespectful. So, like, he ended the messages with, well, if you're going to be 10 to 15 minutes late, you should have just canceled. Really All made of that you, was... Like, and if you were, like, an idiot, like, stupid, which you're not, you would have really felt bad for being late on some shit. Like, you would have felt like it was your fault. But you're not yeah, like that. But, you know, no. some people are weakened up and... They could have easily got minute like, damn, did I fuck up? Yeah. I was late. I missed out on this. It's like, no, that yeah, man's just fucking it's just, crazy. And it's <laughs> it's not like I was late because I was just like, whatever. Like, I was doing work. So that makes me feel like, hey, you don't even respect what I have going yeah. on. Because I'm telling no you regard. that I had a work emergency. Anything that has to do with work, like, it should be like, okay, cool. She's working. Like, she has to work. But to literally make it all about you like you're a selfish human being at this point it's not about you sir it's not about you if you showed up at that place at five o'clock like, they don't got was shit in regard to you now that nothing. you're about it and it's like if you showed earlier than six cool but that's not my problem like you showed earlier than six so if you've been waiting like yes do i feel bad that i had to make him wait yes but i also apologize like how many times um, so many for times because i understand and i made her do it more because i'm the nice one i was like just say sorry she's like fuck that but like but yeah but it's just really yeah i i understand like waiting for anybody is annoying i'm not a, sure. a selfish person so i totally understand that like i made him wait but i also told him an hour in advance what was going on so at this point i just feel like if you are a decent person like you would you wouldn't react this way mm-hmm. like you would understand so i all of that he said i've ended my messages by just liking you know how just to shut someone up or just to whatever i liked his message mm-hmm. so literally like that saturday he sent me a thumbs up i don't respond because i'm like whatever y'all this is where it gets really weird. This is where it gets really weird. So Sunday, he sends me. So he. Oh, it was Sunday. It was that Sunday. Yeah. So that following Sunday, y'all, he takes it back to the app. Mind you, he has my number. We were texting. He goes back to the Hinge app and he's like, um, what did he say? He's just like, what's your spiritual journey like? 
sir you're trying to get deep and like sir. If, if again, somebody else would be like damn he really likes me he's asking about my no, that is weird right. as hell it's weird as fuck, and it's really. weird because you took it on hinge to ask me like, and you, you have doing, my sir? number so that's the part that i don't understand like why would you ask me on hinge what's my like my spiritual journey like what no that's crazy so i don't respond of course i'm weirded out y'all monday morning i'm getting ready for work i'm in the shower it's seven something i get out of the shower i look at my phone i had a missed call from him y'all a missed facetime call a missed facetime call <laughs> so i'm like uh is this a joke mind you they've never facetimed ever and she's we actually to. never yeah. met in person never oh met yet. and oh to backtrack he never FaceTimed me back from that night Are I FaceTimed. Yeah, like it's just like this is a whole new level of catfish. And then this to point, go back while, while we're still going back, he all remember when he said something like, um, I didn't say that it was over or something. Oh, but, oh, yeah, oh. He said he said, Oh, I don't think th- I I still think you're a cool person. Um, and there's opportunity for there's potential so there's like potential like to keep talking like, like, yeah like so, oh, do i still have your, this man's message your decision is what i'm thinking it's like no. nigga what if i don't want uh, actually i don't want to talk to you anymore yeah so. and i said that i was like i'm sorry you're not looking too cool in my book so no i do not want to talk to you i feel like i i don't know why. yeah so yeah he was talking about you have potential we have potential to, uh, to, to keep talking basically uh no sir i don't want to talk to you so anyway, fast forward, I see that he FaceTimed me. So I text him and I was like, did you mean to FaceTime me? Because that's like, I love you very the answer because I just want to see what, what this man well, looks like. What are you real? Like, because you're odd. But it was like a missed FaceTime call at 740. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's 740 in the morning. In, in, in the AM. On Sunday. On Monday. On Monday. On Monday. Even, even worse. Like, <laughs> on worse. Monday. So that's why I'm a whole like. whole school day. Oh, literally, like, what? So, as I'm texting him, he's like, so I text him, and I'm like, did you mean to FaceTime me? He he writes back, he was like, what? I was like, oh, I see I have a missed FaceTime call from you. Y'all, this man said, okay, and your point? He said, (laughs) he said, okay, and your point? You gave me your number, right? First of all, why are you angry? First of all, why are you trying to, yeah, and why are you trying to, be like, yeah, like make me look dumb, like I'm dumb, or just you're just angry. You're angry, and yeah. I don't understand what the anger is about. I'm mm. asking you because we have never Facetime before. So is this a, on purpose? Was so it was an accident? Like, what is it? And so for him to respond like, and your point, it's like this man is angry inside, and I'm. It was nothing but God who nothing stopped me God. from going on that date because that man would have chopped me up in little pieces. Yes, or it, so it would have been a good day, and like you would have like liked him or whatever, and then all this crazy shit would have arise like later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when like, I'm like attached to him. Yeah, and you actually like him, and then yeah. it's like, oh fuck, like that's how it normally yeah. happens. So we're glad we saw those toxic traits before. Yeah, so I'm like, so I text him back, and I was like, um okay i was just checking i was just making sure it wasn't an accident he was like nope so i don't respond because i'm like i'm not gonna respond mm-hmm. to this y'all tuesday Here's morning yes you probably okay. don't remember but okay. this is the funniest part of it all okay. <laughs> tuesday morning y'all i wake up 
Like, I see he texted me and said, I am no longer interested in you. You are high-key whack. Oh, my God. I remember this. <laughs> so. Nigga, you're whack. When I saw that message, I literally ran. I ran. I in your room. Yeah, and and Rachel was, like, getting ready. I'm like, y'all, this man <laughs> is crazy. He is crazy. So I wrote him back. And I was like, because what you got me is fucked up. So I wrote him back and I was just like, I've been lost interest in you on Friday. And you are high key crazy. Y'all, my message never went through because he blocked me. Oh my, on Hinge? You can block on Hinge? <laughs> no, this was in, this was, te- this was this messages. Okay. So that's the crazy you thing about it. He that hole on Hinge so he could he, see it. He unmatched me on Hinge. Oh my God. <laughs> I tried to, I tried to see if I was, but like he unmatched me. High key whack, sir. High key you are whack. whack. Like you're high, like you're, you're weird. Mind you, even in the beginning, the nigga was trying to just go to the museum and be like, oh, I have wine back at the house. No, take me oh out, Oh my God, sir. yeah. So his whole thing, oh my God, this man was really crazy. So I'm convinced, like, I don't want y'all to think that I'm crazy, but y'all listen, I'm convinced. They know you're not crazy. That he was like a a um sex trafficker or something wait that and he okay, was trying to kidnap me for saying no that. because so that's paranoid. why he got so mad that i didn't make the time because i feel like they had the van waiting and as soon as i would have arrived they would have like swooped me in the in the van oh my god or something crazy because he was like so y'all he when he initially made this date he was like um, we can go to this museum on the Lower East Side, and then after we can get wine back in my place. And I texted him, and I was like, "Okay, like the museum sounds cool. I don't know about going back to your place." Yeah, no. So this date. man calls me on the phone. He calls me on the phone, and he's like, "What?" He was like, "What? What? What? You don't fuck with me? You don't like me? Like, why? Why are you not coming back to my place?" And I'm just like, "Because I don't know you like that, and I don't." know how comfortable I would feel doing that. Mm-hmm. But for him to question that is weird, too. Because at the end of the day, we don't know each other. So and you call me for I that when you could have called me before just for casual combo? Like- I mean, he was trying to talk casually after that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the fact that you were like, what? What, you don't? You don't like me, you don't fuck with me? Like, whoa, that's weird to ask someone that you barely know and you're trying to invite them back to your place. Like, just respect it and just be like, all right, cool. Yeah, but like I I don't understand. So, um, yeah, he said I was high key whack, and he blocked me on the phone and unmatched me from Hinge. And yeah, that's the story. And he's crazy. Okay. It's literally making me like want to delete my Hinge app. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm still on there. Mm-hmm. Um, because. Yeah, I'm still on there. I want to hear y'all's like dating app stories. I'm really fascinated by dating apps. I don't want to get on it though. Why? Because I don't know. Well, but I've I heard mean, really I do. good stories too. I've heard like people really getting married, engaged. Like, you know? Yeah, I mean, the thing about it though. Dating is, like, is just crazy, period, I think. Dating is cra- crazy, period. On and offline. The thing that I think about dating apps is like it's honestly like dating in real life because half those people on there are just. Or dating on no- social media. Yeah, like, you know, dating ABM, on social media. Exactly. Which is how a lot of us see, meet each other anyway. Exactly. These days. Like Hinge, especially Hinge, I feel like everybody's on Hinge now. And it's just like an easier way to meet people that you probably wouldn't even meet. Because, like, imagine people who don't go 
out. Yeah. Like, if you don't go out, how do you meet people? Mm-hmm. Even if you're out, half the time, everybody's fucked up, and those aren't the people you need exactly. to meet sometimes. Like. And then, like, you might see a fine man on the train. It's like, that man's probably Ooh, not going to approach man, you, and you're not. Y'all, and I really forgot. I was walking today, and I saw the finest specimen walk past me, be locked eyes. Like, what do you do when you see a fine man? In New York, like, everyone's on the street. That's normal. Yeah. Like, do you look? Like, how can we get attained their numbers? Well, that's what I, that's what I was going to say. I honestly feel like the decent, the decent, the, I can't even talk. The decent dudes, or not even, let me not even say decent dudes, but, like, I just feel the like guys, dudes. The catches. Yeah, like, I just feel like they're not the ones that's on the street, like, hey, like, Not at all. Up? Like, oh, they nah. look at you, and they can see you're beautiful, and they'll keep it pushing. But, yeah. And I noticed that. It's always I've also the- heard even, um, shout out to the Roommates podcast. I've been listening to that. They're also from Houston, but their shit, like, has blown up, and it's two dudes. A great male perspective. They say that they rarely like approach girls, even at bar, like good guys. Yeah, because they're, they they, they want to respect the girl mm-hmm. and what what they got going on. They don't yeah. want to come off as that drunk creep who just wants yeah. to like get your number and all this shit. So it's like that really the good guys rarely approach in the club right. or in a bar or whatever. Or just in, yeah, yeah. So that's in general, a little tidbit. So it's just kind of like when you hear that, it's like. And you want to meet someone, even if it's like you're not even not even just trying to meet like your husband or whatever, just to go on dates in the city, like just to hang out with somebody new and like connect. It's just a good way to connect. And I think like Hinge and Bumble. So I've tried Bumble. I don't have Bumble anymore. I gave that up. But I had Bumble and Hinge and I feel like they're decent guys on those apps. Tinder. I don't do Tinder. Tinder is for smashing, right? I believe so. Yeah, it's no, I don't. I don't fuck with Tinder, but like Hinge and Bumble, I think are two good dating apps that I feel like a lot of people use and you'll find normal people. But I don't know. I just, I just, the crazies, <laughs> the crazies want to match with Yeah. But, so. All right. That's, yeah, that, for that story, it's like you, you saw that shit before. You know, it's good that yeah. you like caught that before because- like he said about you, if it's gonna be like this now, it's gonna be like that all the time. Nah, That's nigga. How it is if you yeah. about, if you crazy when I haven't even met you yet, you're about yeah. to be even crazier once we start to really kick it and like whatever happens. So yeah, you I definitely know. dodged a bullet. With I definitely did. I definitely did. I can't believe he asked you what your spirituality is like. That shit sent me really. That's what really sent me. That sent me. And on Hinge, you went back and on Hinge. Yeah. Like I don't get it. But yeah, and then wait, you also got rose quartz. I was like, I feel like once you got your rose quartz, you can tell them about that too, which is really cute. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I got my first crystal, which was the rose quartz. And yeah, I don't know. So I'm a big believer of energy. And mm-hmm. so because of that, I definitely believe in the crystals and like, I definitely want to get more. I believe in saging. Mm-hmm getting out bad negative energies and just allowing the good ones to enter mm-hmm. um so yeah so yeah i got the rose quartz so it's funny because as soon as i got a, so i was literally thinking like i told you that mm-hmm. i was deleting my hinge yeah you did i was like i'm gonna delete my hinge and so i'm like getting on hinge getting ready to like delete and i was like oh wait a minute you cute <laughs> let me like right i'm like oh six four tall okay like the next guy wait six three 
hold up six two like y'all my whole like her hands blew up it like, blew- but it's crazy she, she had just got the crystal it was kind of freakishly crazy yeah i haven't i've been wanting to get crystals and like all that stuff for a long time i just haven't like come around to it i'm a big believer of like like attracts like put the whatever you gotta do to make mm-hmm. sure your energy is right to receive all that you are meant to receive like do it um but that shit was like something that i could actually see really yeah it, 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 change. Was, it changed and rose quartz is, is for like love and like all that stuff right it's yeah like it is it's love just with opening self, love, love with others yeah. and things like that it's universal love and so i started yeah You're, all of these all, it was like talk, six fine and like my type of guys mm-hmm. were just literally just coming up and i'm like okay well wait this is i'm not gonna delete it yet yeah um I mean, I haven't had any dates, though, yet. But it's only so. been a week or two. Yeah. Only been a week. She's going to get dates. But um, thanks for your hinge, toxic, crazy, <laughs> rose quartz story. story. <laughs> um, if y'all have any, like, stories about dating apps, and also if you guys use crystals and want to put us on some, like, crystal shit, Ooh, yes, please, please, like, DM or, like, email me and let me know. But, yeah, we're going to move on to the next segment. Say bye, Lala. Bye. Before we move any further, um, I just want to say rest in peace to Pop Smoke. I woke up this morning and, of course, the normal scrolling on social media. And I was like, wait, wait, what just fucking happened? Like, is this real life? 2020 is just like jab after jab after jab. And I'm not sure what energy is circulating. Um, but it needs to stop. I just hope we're just all like learning life lessons through all of these tragedies supposedly somebody ran up on him in LA not even in his hometown that's like the craziest thing because if you know pop smoke you know like he's really bought that life so if any it would happen if that tragedy were to happen it's like we all assumed it would happen in New York but it happened in LA I guess I think it's a allegedly he posted um a video with an address from like a gift that he got you know how influencers get gifts and shit or rappers whatever get gifts and whatnot and someone zoomed in and caught like the address ran up on him robbed him and shot him it's like damn just like even though don't robbing is horrifying but just why'd you have to kill him like why'd you have to kill that man um it's so unfortunate he was only 20 years old he literally amplified this this sound it's like a mixture of new york hip-hop and drill it was electrifying if you were in nyc this past summer you couldn't go anywhere without hearing it it was blasting all over the basketball court it just got everybody live got everybody in a good mood it was me and kellen's like shit honestly me and all my friends shit when that shit pop came on it's like nothing else mattered everybody was just like having a good a good ass time and that really really sucks to see him go so soon and it's just like the target is really on like people's backs when they're successful and it's so so unfortunate and um i just hope you all learn a lesson to be safe don't post where you're at be careful people are out here really with no remorse um be kind call your loved ones once again and just rest in peace pop smoke um shout out to Miles, the first person who like really, he didn't really put me on Pop Smoke, but he just made me like really respect like who he is and just like listen to it on on another level. I'd be in the office and Miles would blast 
Dior and like all these songs and it's like a very corporate office but Miles didn't give a fuck and he would just blast music every morning and that shit would honestly get me live and kind of change the tra- the trajectory of my day and whatnot so shout out to Miles shout out to Papa Smoke shout out to everybody who fuck with it it's like it just really really sucks but let's just change our energy up let's like just do better that's all we can really do right move forward and do better so rest in peace to pop smoke this is a great segue honestly into our chain segment because it's all about um big sean big sean is like change of the year he deserves a humanitarian award um this last pull-up episode with him and joe budden was so amazing he basically just spoke on like why he kind of pulled away from the public and music to work on himself and how much like working on himself has truly changed him. He spoke about losing his passion because he wasn't truly living him, living for himself and taking care of himself. And um, I feel like we can all relate to that in some way, whether you're in the creative industry or not. Sometimes the pressure of keeping up with your own success can turn into like a nightmare. And Truly, no matter how successful you are, it's so easy to like lose that passion for life. I sometimes go in and out of it. We all kind of go in in and out of it. it. We start to feel like kind of over it. And this is what he was talking about. He felt over it. He started to isolate himself. Really, he was showing all the signs of a deep depression. And he caught himself and decided to go to therapy. And he even mentioned it got so dark where he was just carrying a gun around. And he really didn't say like, oh, I thought about suicide or I had suicide ideations. But he definitely I felt like he was alluding to that like that's how deep it got and um the whole interview if you haven't watched it pull up with big sean and joe budden so good they talk about mental health and um when people get on how especially like as black men and black people how they have this expectation to take care of like their whole family and like their homies and stuff like that and how much of a burden that can be because like you don't know how long this is going to last you don't know like for for your whole city and your every all this to be on your back like that is depressing and scary within itself so he just talks about that and how easy it even is to become an alcoholic trust me like if if you ever ever been inside a green room there's liquor there's whatever you want there artists get, can get their hands on whatever they want and when you have to keep going and going and you just gotta like keep up that face and that energy like you can turn to like drugs and alcohol and shit like that in a bad way of course we all like to get lit and have a good time but there's definitely like a difference between the healthy and unhealthy right um and he also said something that was super cool about like mental health should just be health it's like we don't say my sexual health we don't say my arm health we don't say like my vagina health we say like it's just health right the brain is like the main organ it runs everything so like it should just be a part of health period it shouldn't be an extra cause it shouldn't be anything but you know it is what it is i'm happy the whole therapy talk is really becoming a thing now let's continue to like drive that conversation and whatnot um joe button also posed this question that i have been asking for years it's like why isn't there therapy at record labels i asked the ceo this at sony music like what's up with that about the concept And they basically alluded to and kind of said, like, it was never the label's job to, like, handle an artist's day-to-day. It's more so the manager's job and, like, their team and whatnot. But I'm like, if you're, if, I feel like a label has so much to do with the artist and their art and their life and, like, what they're doing on day-to-day. So I feel like they should be involved. And, like, you can't force anyone to go to therapy, but you can have a therapist on deck. Like, that's just an extra 
like salary to put on the bill. It's really not that serious. And it just could help prevent a lot of these like dark depressions and addictions that um, celebrities happen to fall into and whatnot. Um, I really don't see why it's happening. I mean, we've lost so many people to all of this. So like, I don't know why labels aren't really taking heed of it, but we'll see what happens in the future. I'm going to push for that. Like I'm at, and I'm an advocate for that. And um, yeah, he also mentioned like health insurance being a thing, but it's like, really, yo, health insurance, all this money that you're making, why can't you just have a therapist there? It just makes no sense. Concept is amazing. I really want to see that happen like in the near future. Um, and lastly, he also spoke about having impact versus popularity and all that extra bullshit that y'all be wanting. It's like, why do you do what you do? Is it for people to see that you're doing something or is it because you're changing and really impacting someone's life? Impact can be on just one person. One person, if you impacted one person in your whole lifetime, you've had an impact in whatever way. But people want these accolades. People want to be seen. People just want to look like they're doing something. And I'm really confused on it. I've been doing this for a long time and I've shied away from even kind of just like being really flashy on Instagram and showing things because it's so forced. It's like it's so unreal to me. It's not authentic to me anymore. Um, I'm trying to find my healthy balance of like showing and branding, not even showing it, of branding and um, people knowing exactly what I can offer and what I do without me being that person who's just fucking annoying. Like not even, well, you guys think it's cool, but I think it's annoying. You can tell, I can, I feel like I can tell the difference between like authenticity and just like you just doing this so people can see that you know people are doing things when half the time you don't know not a goddamn body you just pulled up on somebody and took a picture with them and um was like "Ooh, this my sis or "Ooh, this my bro it's like y'all just met two weeks ago (laughs) anyways so yeah and the funniest part to lighten up the load lighten up the mood about the big sean and joe budden interview like joe budden was like oh so he i guess Big Sean, of course, went to the Rock Nation brunch or whatever. And Joe was like, did y'all eat? <laughs> and Big Sean was like, nah, we actually didn't eat at all. And it's like, nigga, it's brunch and no one's really eating. I wouldn't be eating. I would have my glass of mimosa in hand and would have been having a good old time because it would, it would probably be too much to think about to eat at the brunch. Maybe a little light bite or whatever. But I just thought that was hilarious that no one really eats at the Rock Nation brunch. That shit's funny as hell. But yeah, check out the interview. Big Sean and Joe Budden are like the change for um, this episode. Because I feel like Joe Budden is really pushing like the mental health conversation in a really, really dope way. And like I aspire to just do that. That's what I've been wanting to do since fucking like, I don't even know, forever. And I just love to see it happening in a really authentic way. So shout out to Big Sean and Joe Budden, and the pull-ups. Those are amazing interviews. Really, really insightful. Um, yeah, we're going to move on to our next topic, and that will be my two motherfucking cents. Before we move on to my two motherfucking cents, I was listening back to my audio, and I just want to clarify when I said he mentioned about health insurance, I'm referring to the CEO at Sony Music, and then I went back and referred to he as in um, Big Sean. So I had a convo with the CEO, with a CEO at Sony Music about why therapy is not at labels. So when I mentioned he during that area of the um, podcast, I'm talking about he, the CEO. Then I went back to saying he also mentioned about like impact versus popularity. 
I'm referring to Big Sean. Just wanted to add that in there or whatever, just for clarification purposes. Um, so yeah, yeah, but now back to my two motherfucking cents. So speaking of toxic and um, the hinge guy definitely displayed toxic traits up front, which is amazing. So that's a great segue into the my two cents segment um because we're going to talk about toxicness toxicity toxic as fuck you guys have been using the word a lot and i feel like you guys don't really know what the fuck it really is y'all say that big sean and janae are toxic when truly they're probably one of the most healthiest couples right now of our generation you'll peep that after listening to that joe Budden interview the pull-up women and to be completely honest we don't even know what the hell goes on in any of these relationships all relationships have their ups and downs and but toxicity is truly another story um i've seen y'all call all kind of things toxic and i really wonder how you guys did on the sats because y'all don't really know how to use the correct words and sentences and i'm truly concerned because we're grown as fuck but that's neither here nor there um i hope you guys pick up a dictionary or or a thesaurus or just kind of read more because you guys are using toxic in the wrong way but anyways I want to break down the definition of toxic and the traits that go along with it. You can be in a toxic relationship and not be a toxic person because toxicity and toxicness is more so of a behavior. It's not like a character trait. It, it's, it's not like a characteristic. It's more of a behavior and people can definitely change. So according to greatest, one way that you can tell that you have a toxic person in your life is Every time you encounter or hang out with them, you feel exhausted, emotionally drained, and negative. Erwin describes a toxic person as anyone who is abusive, unsupportive, or unhealthy emotionally. Someone who basically brings you down more than they bring you up. So this is kind of a person that spews negativity to demean or deflate you, and they make you the problem of everything. So it's, and it's kind of crazy because you really can't tell someone's toxic because they're so manipulative that it just makes you feel bad about yourself, right? And when I say y'all, I'm definitely not probably usually not talking about my listeners because I feel like all of us are on the same wavelength and whatnot. When I say y'all, I'm talking about like in general, like the internet. So I'm never talking shit about y'all. Y'all are amazing. Y'all get it. I'm talking about like generally and what we generally see like on our timelines and on the internet in pop culture and just in our generation and on social media and the popular opinion, right? That's the y'all that I'm referring to. So don't ever think I'm talking about you guys because y'all are my babies, right? But every, like everything else, that's when I say y'all and it's most of the time negative, I'm talking about the general public. Got it. Now back to explaining toxicness. Views, negativity to demean or deflate you. So truly all of you lame ass motherfuckers who talk shit about people on the internet that you don't know are actually the toxic ones. That's a real crazy gag of it all. So let's quickly break down like some traits of a toxic person. So toxic people are manipulative. They are judgmental. They take no responsibility for their own feelings. They don't apologize. They are inconsistent. They make you prove yourself to them. They make you defend yourself. They are not caring, supportive, or interested in what's important to you. And this could be your mom. This could be your friend. This could be 
anybody, but like just know that these traits, like it doesn't happen in a way where you can just see it. It just, you got to really like, you'll be in it for a while before you realize like, wait, hold on. I just don't feel like myself. That's one of the, I feel like if you really want to know if you're in a toxic situation is like, you just like are doubting yourself way more than you normally would. Like that intuition that you normally have is like kicking in, but you're not listening to it because you're being like very much so manipulated. Toxic people also like can get you to change by leveraging who you are and what you've been through. So if you tell someone like, yeah, I've been through this hurt or this pain, this trauma, whatever, they know how to flip that shit to like make you a whole different person and like make you kind of trust them in a way and then end up backdooring and just making everything worse. Um, sometimes it's not even from like an evil place. People don't even know that they're toxic. Um, you may just truly like want the best for somebody else and you're trying to do that, but it's toxic that you're trying to control and change them when it's like none of your business. Toxic people are controlling, yes, and then they're very, very jealous. Like jealousy is a natural thing to have, but when you like act on that jealousy, when you're checking phones and doing things like that and having like passive aggressive behavior when like your partner or whoever does something and you don't like it and just spewing at that, spewing out negative energy towards them because you feel some type of way about how they're acting, that's toxicness. Simply, let's say like you've been feeling jealous about your dude or whatever, and he's about to go out and he's like, yeah, you can come or whatever. And then you kind of passive aggressively, aggressively say, nah, I'm just gonna stay home, even though you know you wanna go, but you're just doing that to make them feel bad about like their own decisions and like your own feelings, toxic. I'm trying to really break this down for y'all. Any dialogue or behavior intended or not intended that takes away from one's worth is like character assassination and that's toxicness. And over the time, it, it just seeps into like your relationship and makes that shit just not cool anymore. And like I said before, what makes toxic relationships so dangerous is like you just don't notice it. Like you think they're caring or they're loving or you're just caught up in that super lusty lovey phase and that all that shit just goes to pass. So they just slowly leak and then end up basically drowning you. Um, so anything that lowers your self-esteem, stunts your growth and disconnects you from you is definitely a no-go. And one thing that's really crazy is people show their toxic traits within the first couple like encounters of meeting them and you just don't know, just like this hinge guy or whatever. Um, it's really your choice whether you want to flow with it or not. A lot of us end up with toxic people and end up hurt and begin to blame the other person. But it's kind of like, what about yourself? Jada Pickensmith said something really, really dope. She said, like, what made you, quote unquote, pick this toxic individual? You should look within yourself because there's definitely a reason and it's not positive as to what drew you to them. If they're this bad of a person, energy carries, like attracts like. So you only have control over your life. So you need to figure out why did I pick this toxic ass motherfucker? What's toxic inside of me that made me think that was even okay? You should definitely examine that. You truly only have control over yourself in this life. Like we can't control anything else, even though we think we can. We only have control over ourselves and our actions and our decisions. And if you want to live your best one, you should take hold of it and steer like your life towards the direction that you've always imagined where you want to go. And I'm sure that's not being with a toxic person, right? I know it's hard to steer away from what seems like love, but imagine yourself in a storm deep in the ocean or some shit 
and you have to use all of your might to literally and physically steer away from the current and like go towards peace. Like that shit's so hard to do physically and like, I guess, spiritually and like emotionally. But as much as a big, as, as much of a struggle it is and how intense it might be, it's worth it. And like, I feel like everyone can do it. And we've all been like a toxic person before. I know I have. And that's the first thing to realize is like, what am I doing wrong first? Like you can't control anybody else. So yeah. So yeah, I want you guys to use this term correctly from now on and stop throwing it out there because it's really, really not a good thing. It's not cute. It's not funny. It's just like, it's kind of traumatizing and life-changing. So stop with all the toxic shit. And um, how you can handle toxic people, whether it's in workplace or relationship, friend, parent, or whatever. Other than getting away, you can do a couple of things. It's kind of like control your exposure. If it's somebody at work or a friend, you can literally just remove yourself. You can ask to switch desk up. You can ask to like just not be around them um, or just move yourself away from them, honestly. Because if you're not by them, then you're not affected by their toxicity. You can also manage the way that you react. Like once you realize, oh, this person is just not all the way there. They're kind of toxic. They need, they have some shit to work on with themselves. You can manage how you react to them. Like don't play into what they're saying. Know who you are. Know your truth. And you will not be affected. And don't react because the more you react, the more shit is about to blow up, right? Don't explain yourself. Because once you start to explain yourself, then you start to overthink yourself and who you are. Just cut that shit right there. And lastly, immunize yourself. Spot people who have toxic potential and avoid them before things get crazy. Recognize those traits that happen and just walk away. So these are like the drama queens. People who are just suspicious and are notably aggressive or notably just like real fogazy. Um, And those who constantly display little regard for the feelings of others peep that and just be like hell no i'm out of here so yeah that was my little ted talk on toxic people and toxicness i can definitely say i've been that toxic person in relationships before without even knowing it it was my own hurt and pain projected onto somebody else and it was not a pretty picture so you don't want to be that person so recognize your own work on that Stay away from other shit and use the word correctly. Stop using that shit randomly on my Twitter timeline. I'm concerned, okay? I really am, all right? So that's it for my two cents. We're going to move on to gold. So for the gold segment, I want to shout out the photograph. The photograph was one of the best movies that I've seen recently people were talking a little bit of shit about it saying that it was kind of boring it was kind of slow but that's truly not the case it was directed by Stella McGee it was how do I even explain this movie it was like love on different levels like so love through your parents love through friendship love through relationship love through an intern or a co-worker it just displayed love on very different levels Um, in a positive and like reflective deep way of course like we all have negative things that go on through our lives but does that have to always result in something negative no and that this is one of those movies where it resulted in something positive without giving away the movie too much so I want you guys all to see it it was just 
very light but still deep and beautiful and just a great outcome honestly um I love the writing I found myself giggling as if it wasn't like written for just the screen it was like a true dialogue and natural conversation I love the jokes Issa Rae looked insane I love seeing her brown skin on the screen like they did her hair the way it was supposed to be done they did everything how it's supposed to be done Lakeith is fine as hell that man is fine. He reminds me of that one like weed head nigga that's just so fine that you really love that probably like eats your shit to the gods. Like he's that, right? Um, and it also like, I'm a risk taker and I love when people take risks like on love, on their career, on life. And there were so many risks taken by so many individuals in that movie. And it and instead of it ending up bad, it ended up good, which is like the best thing ever. And also the movie also spoke to generational curses and breaking those things and not being a victim to like the way that your family dealt with things and whatnot. So overall, that movie was literally fire. It was not your typical black love film. No Tyler Perry shit. Shout out to Tyler Perry, though, in A Fall From Grace, because that was a good ass movie. I don't care what y'all say. That movie was phenomenal deserves an oscar <laughs> no, i'm just kidding not but it was really really good though um so check out the photograph whenever you have a chance that's definitely my gold for the episode um also want to shout out the lovers and friends festival put on by i think it's called golden voice it'll be in california it literally is like a 2000s dream a millennial's dream it's like let me find the list of all these people on there hold on one second so just to name a few it's Janae on there Usher, Ludacris, Lil Jon, Monica, Brandy, Fat Joe, Genuine, Drew Hill, 112, Mario, Twista, Eve, Trina, Tweet, Amarie, John B, Baby Bash, Frankie J, Nina Sky, uh-oh, uh-oh, I'm kidding, okay, um, wait, this is kind of fire, is crazy but there's some like other weirdness happening I guess people haven't got their deposit yet and are saying they're not on there or whatever I feel like it's just a big big miscommunication and this festival is definitely going to go down and be super fire it's called the lovers and friends festival um selection is also providing the sounds so you know that's going to be something super duper special um so yeah I think that's in May yeah early May if y'all want to go to that in Los Angeles definitely cop and peep some tickets for that so yeah the photograph and the lovers and friends festival are my gold gems for this week we're gonna move on to peace of mind so this week my peace of mind is um i think we talked about this on the last episode is like how like your diet and your food affects like your mental health and whatnot and how i want to be the most clear, light, vibrant piece of sunshine. And like, how can I get there and be like that person that I'm meant to be? And if it's going to be the way that I eat, I should probably think about that. Jada also, Jada Pickett-Smith, Jada Pickett-Smith, Pinkett, Pickett, whatever, always says like food is not for like taste. It's for like the nourishment of your body, which is trash because I fucking love crab legs and wing stop and like hot chips and shit like that so that shit sucks but it is what it is so 
I'm going to do like 21 days. I'm going to call it Segan instead of vegan. Segan. Blake sent me this article about like you can have a vegan diet and still have a little bit of fish and like seafood in there and be okay. So I started off doing that. Um, it's day three. You hoes can't say nothing to me. Okay, period. Can't say shit. And I really, really do feel really good. I've been doing like, I did this vegan spaghetti with boca or is it vegetarian or vegan? I don't know. With boca, baked meat and string beans to like act as if it was meat and shit. But it was, it came out super good and smoothies and stuff like that. So if you guys have any tips on the vegan, veggie, vegan, whatever lifestyle send it to me um i'm gonna do it for 21 days if i feel like the baddest bitch on the planet then i should just do it forever because how dare i cheat myself out of this amazing bad bitch life right so that's um a part of what's keeping me oh in the gym i've been going to the gym regularly and that's been doing itself so much justice so that's amazing and lastly i want to leave you guys with another big sean jemin tidbit that he spoke on during the interview, um, basically Joe told him, Joe's 39 years old, and he told Joe, he's like, well, that's kind of crazy. If you look at your life as if it's 100%, you're only 39% in. So, like, look how much further you have to go for that full, you know, that battery, that full charge. Like, it makes you look at life so different. He's like, he's only 31, and it's like, look how much, I'm only 31% there. Look how much I have to go. So think about how old you are and how much you have left this life is so long you're exactly where you need to be just keep going keep pushing and you will like fulfill your most wildest dreams um and feel your best so yeah that was um today's episode make sure you guys of course subscribe rate review share and please send me questions send it to my email penny.nasty at gmail.com or dm me or whatever all things are going to be um it's going to be anonymous, so I won't tell nobody your business, nor will I care that. I mean, of course I care, but like, I don't judge. That's what I mean by that. So send me all those things. Um, but yeah, you just listen to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast where psychology, pop culture and self meet. I'll see you hoes next week. Um, have a great weekend. I hope you guys had a good Valentine's Day. Sidebar, I had this conversation with somebody about like what like when Valentine's Day is approaching and you're talking to a dude, how they like sometimes disappear and it's like, nigga, no one was expecting anything from you because I didn't even want to be your Valentine either. I probably had a whole nother one. I'm just kidding, but nah. Like just like how Valentine's Day kind of shakes up the table when it comes to like the situationships and whatnot. Um, And I kind of think like if he doesn't give you a gift, like what does that mean? I don't really know. So I would love to know like y'all's thoughts on that. And like what y'all did this past Valentine's Day, how that rocked out. Um, But yeah, y'all have a good week. Bye. Love you guys so much.